Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. I am Alex, your host of Sunday Politics, and we are on a quest to get behind the headlines to understand the story behind the story. In our political hot seat today, we're joined by a man who's been shaking the landscape of Canadian politics. A distinguished leader forging new alliances and reshaping the Liberal Conservative Party of Canada West. A warm welcome to our esteemed guest, John A. Macdonald. We are delighted to have you here. Thanks, Alex. I'm thrilled to be here. Now, John, we're all ears to understand the dynamic nature of your recent endeavors. Your meetings with province representatives have created ripples in the vast Canadian political milieu. Could you shed some light on their reactions to your revolutionary idea of a broader alliance, or as you call it, a confederation? Well, the journey has been intriguing, to say the least. There have been some challenges, but I am optimistic about our progress, and I am eager to delve into these nuances with our listeners today. Absolutely, John. I am sure our listeners appreciate your honesty. I'm curious about the driving force behind your staunch belief in the province of Canada's inclusion in the Confederation. Could you share some insights into that? Indeed, Alex. The province of Canada, a harmonious blend of Upper and Lower Canada since 1841 is vital in British North America. Being home to a vibrant population of English and French-speaking individuals, we grew substantially, reaching about 2.5 million people by 1861. So, would it be fair to say that UPC is the largest province in this context? That wouldn't be quite true if we were discussing geographical size. The Hudson's Bay Company administers the British colony of Rupert's Land, dwarfs us with its vast expanse encompassing the Canadian prairies, parts of the Northwest Territories, and none of it. However, we hold our heads high for our unique strengths. We're immensely privileged to have an intricate network of waterways, the Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence River, enriching our trade and transportation prospects. Besides, our international trade prowess is unparalleled among all the colonies, especially with economic powerhouses like the United States. But above all, we celebrate the diverse tapestry of our population, the symphony of languages and cultures, particularly in the enriching indigenous cultures like the Iroquois, Algonquin, Ojibwe, and Cree, is what truly sets us apart. In addition, we've made strides in fostering an inclusive environment through treaties with our indigenous communities, mutually agreeing upon rights to their ancestral lands in return for assorted compensations and commitments. And that is our true strength. The United Provinces of Canada indeed paints a vibrant picture of diversity and prosperity. But it is time to pivot now. John, why do you think that forming this envisioned confederation would be a game-changer? Alex, I say the prime driver is a fortified defense. In the wake of the American Civil War, we can't overlook at the specter of U.S. expansion. Uniting under a common dominion not only consolidates our defense, but strengthens our voice on the global stage. 
With all due respect to the existing institutions, we find ourselves in a situation where our current system, while functional, could be more efficient in fostering a cohesive unity or promoting an integrated national image. So it's essentially harnessing the strength of unity and pooling resources for collective security? Absolutely, Alex. Just as I spoke in the Confederation debates, Unless some solution of difficulty was arrived at, we should suffer under a succession of weak governments, weak in numerical support, weak in force, and weak in power of doing good. Quite a candid observation, John. Indeed, it seems a systemic transformation could be the catalyst for fostering the unity and identity we've been discussing. Definitely. The benefits of confederation go beyond defense to include substantial economic advantages. Envision a larger national market, unhindered by our current intercolonial trade tariffs, which are essentially fetters on our economic potential. Each colony, with its distinct strengths, be it the agricultural power of the West, the booming shipbuilding industry of the Maritimes, or the bountiful timber and mineral resources from Canada East and West has a lot to do to gain from removing trade impediments. This move could spur our economy, creating a ripple effect of job opportunities. So, in essence, Confederation could potentially unlock unprecedented economic growth across provinces? Indeed. And let's not forget a vital catalyst for this growth the much-anticipated intercolonial railway. This isn't just a railway, it's the artery pumping life into our collective economies, linking the maritime colonies with Canada East and West. From enabling seamless trade to fostering migration, this infrastructure project has the potential to redefine our economic topography. We're talking about the initiative that can spur a wave of prosperity, for example, instead of looking for trade with Britain, maritime colonies will shift their trade focus with UPC and other colonies back to home. That does sound like a significant boon. But beyond defense and economy, are there other compelling reasons to champion confederation? Most certainly, Alex. Perhaps one of the most profound reasons is forging a more robust national identity. We are a patchwork of colonies each with its unique histories, languages, and cultures. But we also have much in common, shared values, history, and aspirations. By uniting under one banner, the Midian of Canada will share a shared identity that respects our individualities while acknowledging our common bonds. This sense of national unity can serve as a catalyst, driving us toward a future that's prosperous and harmonious. That's quite a powerful vision, John. It was celebrating diversity while forging unity, a significant thought to end this segment. What a compelling vision, John. Celebrating diversity while nurturing unity. Quite a thought-provoking note to end here. It's been a pleasure having you, John, and hearing your thoughts on the proposed confederation. The pleasure is all mine, Alex. Thank you for having me. To all your trailblazers and truth seekers out there, thank you 
for lending us your ears, for joining us this journey into the heart of Confederation, a concept that transcends politics. It's about the unity of purpose, the fusion of diverse stories, and the shared aspiration to co-create a promised future. So let's keep the conversation going, keep challenging the status quo, and keep igniting those sparks of curiosity and understanding. Until we meet again in the next episode, this is your host, Alex from Sunday Politics, bidding you adieu. Stay safe, stay enlightened.